0: No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie, bump it tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie, bump tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie, bump tonight. go Hello Good morning. Good afternoon. And good evening. Whoever you are, wherever. for joining us ladies and gentlemen boys and girls as always tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine tonight's recommended snack bland brand no name crackers this is the official wine and crackers broadcast here on D-Low. as always ladies and gentlemen so much to get through and so little time uh winning tv with a diamond straight off the bat didn't even let me get the intro out. Winning TV, thank you so much. Let's get this later than usual party started. Yes, apologies for starting late. Thank you for sticking with me. It was unavoidable. There's a lot of uh, behind the scenes work shit going on right now. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm running out of hours in the day and that kind of thing. If my voice sounds a little different, apologies. I'm getting a little stuffed up at the moment. So, I mean, it, things are happening, but that's okay. We still here. We still doing this. We still got a roll. If you want to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash Bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And, of course, you follow me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. We have got so much ground to cover tonight, so much shit that needs covering. I, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start, so I hope you're ready. Settle in, boys and girls. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, If you could, please share the show out. If you don't want to, that's fine. It's fine. You're just kind of a bit of a freeloading scum. But fucking don't worry about it. That's all right. We welcome the freeloading scum here on this show. Nobody else will have you. Every other streamer hates you. (laughs) Except us. We love you. We take all comers. We're not picky here on the Daily Boogie. Uh, So much to get through. Like I said, so little time. How about we start with this? Because... You know, we've been covering a lot of things lately, like uh, racism, for example, racisms, the race, all the racisms. Been covering all the racism because we, you know, here on this show, we want to make you a better person. We believe in coming together and diversity and all of that wonderful sounding shit that people like to talk about. We care about all that stuff, so we believe in ra- no, we don't believe in racism. We want to fix the race. Yeah, that's right. So we're fixing the racisms. Uh, we've been covering. Police overreach. We've got more in that realm tonight. Plus a little bit of politics. Sleep Lady with the diamond. Thank you for the diamond, Sleep Lady. We've got all that, but before we get too far down the road, by the way, if you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings like Sleep Lady just did, the preferred method is, of course, dlive.tv slash bumper. Get some of those succulent little lemons and leave those soury little suckers in my fruit bowl. Or streamlabs.com slash bumper. Before we get to any of our other stuff tonight, I did think it was important to cover this because I don't know about you, but guns frighten me. I mean, obviously, because I'm an Australian, I'm terrified at the mere thought of guns. Just because I'm a registered gun owner myself doesn't mean that I'm not terrified of guns. I mean, they don't even exist in this country, if you talk to the right person. Frozen Asian with the diamond. Well, you said leave a tip. So he well, thank you, Frozen Asian. I love Frozen Asian. He's very good at following orders. <laughs> thank you, Frozen Asian. If you would like to follow order like Frozen Asian does, very good at following instructions.
1: Thank you, Frozen.
0: Karen sent me flaccid Steph in the chat with the diamond. Missed you, cunt. Love. Cheers. Well, love to you too, Steph. Thank you. Uh, frozen agent took a week hiatus from the Raise internet. Raise the bell and get your cheese, man. Look out. Winning TV, thank you for the gifted sub. So I I assume that you're all just like me and you're all terrified of guns, horrified at the mere thought of guns. And you believe that uh, children should be protected from them. You, we, Children should be insulated from guns at all times. <laughs> now, of course... <laughs> Iceman4433 with the diamond. Thank you so much. Follow Iceman, by the way, dlive.tv slash Iceman4433. Now, of course, it's at this point that someone will bring up some inconvenient things called facts and say stuff like, well, when we used to educate uh, students with guns, when we had a much more open and accessible uh, attitude towards firearms, there was far less of like random shootings, accidental shootings, drive-by shootings, and people will point to like cultural influences and stuff. But here on the Daily Books, we say, fuck your facts, trust my feelings. So with that, well, now another topic that we've also covered on this show, ad nauseum, is the wonderful state of the public education system, which has just been going from strength to strength in the Western world. <laughs> It's a a beautiful moment here on the Daily Boogie. We can combine these two hot topics for you as our first item for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just say, let's have a big round of applause to the employees of this particular school board. Thank you. Thank you, government employee, for keeping me safe. Have a look at this story.
2: When a child displayed a toy gun during an online class, the teacher was worried enough to alert school officials. (laughs)
0: toy guns oh dear well you know what they say toy guns are kind of like that's the gateway gun one day little Timmy's running around with a water pistol next day he's a school shooter and you know the threat of school shootings are even more prevalent now The fact, because of the fact that nobody's actually going to school so, gotta, thank you for keeping me safe <laughs> teacher (laughs) now come on don't be ridiculous i'm sure this was just like an accidental thing and i'm sure it took like five seconds of conversation between the teacher and the student and say to the student like something like you know i'm no teacher but here's how i would handle it uh little timmy is your mum there and if mum is or his dad there and if mum or dad is there which they should be because they're supervising the kids while they're doing this remote learning stuff And if mum or dad is there, you know, call them in front of the camera and say, sorry, can I just ask about that? And if the parent comes back and says, oh, no, look, it's a little toy gun. It's a little plastic toy gun. Sorry about that. Oh, good. Okay, no worries. End of problem. Winning TV with a diamond. He should be removed from the home. Parents jailed. No, executed, Phil. The parents should be executed with a gun. Because we believe in ironic punishment here on this show. (laughs) Follow Winning TV, by the way. DLive.TV slash Winning TV. I believe back on Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday nights, ladies and gentlemen. So, I mean, that's the way I would handle it. It would take about 30 seconds. You see what looks like a gun on the screen. Call the parent over. Confirm that it's a toy gun. Move on with the class. Uh, Steph with the diamond. We don't need no gun education. Well, apparently we do, but it's the teachers who need gun education because the teachers, it seems, do not know the difference between a real gun and a toy gun, which is understandable, but then have no idea how to handle it except to call the higher-ups and potentially get this kid, I don't know, swatted, which would be ideal, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for keeping me safe,
2: teacher. Thank you for keeping our children safe. When a child displayed a toy gun during Uh, an online class. Listen
0: listen to the music in the background. This child is evil. Evil.
2: It, It had a toy gun. It needs to be shot teacher was worried enough to alert school officials, Uh, but that led to police going to the home (laughs) as well as a school suspension. (laughs) (laughs) Got suspended?
0: How do you get suspended from school when you're not even attending school in the first place? Wow. Wait, so you were suspended from correspondence? (laughs) You are not allowed to attend school for two weeks um okay during during school you're not allowed to have your laptop on and logged into the school portal wow what a fucking punishment thank thank you for teaching this kid a lesson education system the hell are we paying these people for (laughs) the fuck is wrong with them
3: pew
2: pew there's not even words to describe how I feel right now to say that to say that no I words. I have no words. An understatement. Well,
0: you should have done better in school.
2: Danny Elliott is the mother of Isaiah, who is seen in the class video in the orange shirt. Uh-huh. He is not the child who was oh. seen pointing the toy gun in the air.
0: Okay, and listen to the music. <clears throat> <laughs> like some fucking big kind of scary event that took place here on this live stream. Again, literally, a kid was holding a toy. A little kid was holding a toy gun. The police had to get involved. We had to call the authorities. The kid got suspended from school. And you, nobody's even attending school. How the hell you get suspended? I've got no fucking idea, but you get suspended from not attending school somehow. Like, what the hell is... what? It would have taken 30 seconds to get the parent on the live stream and say, hey, does your child have a gun? Is your child waving a gun around? Oh, no, no, no. No, Mrs. Jones. That's just a toy gun. That's a toy plastic gun. Oh, okay, good. Well, can you just get him to put it down? Like, can you just not play with toys during the classroom, please? That's what, you know, we're trying to focus on some schoolwork here. Yeah, no problem. Timmy, put the gun down. And end of fucking drama. Nope. Not anymore. Because this is our culture now, right? Instead of dealing with something like by talking it out, by using a bit of common sense, no, 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 we don't do that anymore. We pull the camera phone out when we see something happening. Like if we see someone dying on the street, we don't help them. We pull the camera phone out and record it. Hey, this will get a lot of hits on YouTube. When we see something like this on a live stream, we don't talk to the parent directly. No, 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 we've got a chain of command. We need to call the fucking police. That's how we deal with it. We call the police. Oh. (laughs) Kitty B in the chat. When in doubt, swat the student. Exactly.
2: And pulling the trigger. But it was at Elliot's house where the two children were taking their online class. So that is where the police were sent after.
0: Enter the boomer women. Oh, dear. White boomer females. (laughs) White boomer females. I'm sorry. I know that there's a number of white boomer females in the audience. Do not take this as a slight on you personally. It's just the rest of your clan I have a problem with. I'm sure if you're here, you're one of the good ones. But Jesus Christ almighty, there are a lot of you infesting these public service positions. (laughs) Calling the police on five-year-olds who have plastic guns on live streams. The boomer hippie retreads from the 1960s are literally running the school system in the Western world. You know, I'm starting to come around on the whole diversity quota thing. Hear me out. Because I've always been one that's against gender quotas because I think it's uh, insulting to the people who are going for those jobs in the first place. Amberlina with the diamond. Dear God, please don't let me turn into a boomer. No, no, it's fine. You'll just be an old Gen Xer. <laughs> so I've always been like against diversity quotas, gender quotas. I think that they go against, you know, the basic basic human uh, dignity, right? And Saying that we need to fill this position with this gender before somebody who is most deserving, right? I'm actually coming around on gender quotas now because if we can get more female... If we can get more boomer females like driving garbage trucks or becoming plumbers or emptying septic tanks, there'll be less of them around to be fucking teachers. How about that? (laughs) Anything we can do to get less boomer females in the education system, I'm all for now. So I want to see white boomer females on the side of the road you know, underneath the the hood of a car, changing a carburetor. I want to see them working in the panel shops. I want to see them working in the butcher shops. I want to see them on the front line in the military. I want to see boomer females, white boomer females in the Marine Corps. (laughs) Because then there's going to be less of them that have a chance to be teachers via correspondence and call the fucking SWAT team when they see a toy plastic gun on the screen being held by a five-year-old. I wonder if that will, if that alone will fix the education system.
2: After school administrators reported there may be a gun in the home. Oh, since the teacher oh. couldn't be sure if the gun was real or fake. <laughs> See, th- this is another thing.
0: Now that the teachers are looking directly into your home, <laughs> RM Johns, I'm a boomer and a teacher. Again, this is the last time I'm going to make this uh, announcement, right? If you're in this chat now, right? And you think that, it doesn't apply to you what I'm saying then it doesn't <laughs> I just said I, I know that we have a lot of boomer females in the audience you're obviously the good guys but there are a lot of people in your industry in your generation in your demographic that are very quote unquote problematic to the rest of society I didn't say you were all bad now if you're gonna take it personally then maybe you're one of the shit ones <laughs> right if you think I'm not talking about you then I'm not. If you think I might be talking about you then I might be. But I'll take I'll leave it on your capable hand in on your capable shoulders to know the difference, right? So if you think it doesn't apply to you, it doesn't. If you think it does apply to you, well that's a you problem, not a me problem. <laughs> Pardon me. So now we have this situation where the teachers are able to peer into the homes of their students. We have invited this. We love this. We want this. And remember the story we, we we played, what, a couple of weeks ago of the kid who had the gun hanging on the wall behind it. He wasn't even holding the gun, right? There was a rifle up on the wall, and an, uh, a non-loaded rifle. You know how people hang them on the wall and shit? <laughs> <laughs> that that got the fucking SWAT team called out that kid had the police called on him so now the teachers are peering into your home and they're now making judgments. oh we had to call the police because it looked like there might be a gun in the house so what so what what would you be doing if you didn't have this eyeball into the kids home Would you be asking the kid, like, would you be asking the kid to bring pictures of their house next time they come to class? Everybody, everybody is all in favor these days of overstepping their bounds. The police want to overstep their bounds. The teachers want to overstep their bounds. The politicians want to overstep their bounds. Everybody is really addicted to sticking their nose into other people's business. And it's only getting worse. Like, I remember growing up, you know those parents that used to, like, if a noise happened in the street, they'd be they jump straight up and peer out the window. You know that kind of mentality? Like somebody starts their car and they can't help themselves. They have to jump up and look out the window through the blinds. Oh, oh. It seems uh, Sally Johnson is leaving 15 minutes early for work today. <laughs> you know, my mother used to do this. And I used to be sitting there in the room and i go, why do you need to know everything that's going on? Why can't you just live? Why can't you let people be? Why do you have to be keeping track of everybody's little movements in the street? Just fucking relax. Relax. Winning TV with a diamond. Who knew? Voyeur Boomer teachers. Yeah, right. But now this is everybody now. Everybody, yeah, exactly. Fascist hippie, got to keep tabs. Now everybody is keeping tabs on everyone else. As soon as something is close to looking like happening, out comes the camera phone. We've got to film this shit. Got to film it. I've said this before and I'll say it again. And I know this isn't really related to the camera phone. If I And I understand the irony of this being that I'm live streaming on the internet right now. If I was given an opportunity, like just say somebody gave me a button And they said, if you push this button, it will destroy every camera phone on planet Earth. I would not hesitate to press it. Bang. No more camera phones. You know, I'm not an anti-technology guy or anything like that. But in that case, I mean, can you imagine like, you know, I'm at my age. I'm in my mid to late 30s. I like to say that now because I'm getting closer to the late 30s than the mid 30s. So I'd like to say my mid to late 30s. (laughs) I'll be mid-30 until I'm 40. (laughs) So I'm in my mid to late 30s. People my age are regarded as being in a generation, not quite millennial, not quite Gen X. They call it the micro generation. I don't know if you've heard of this term or not, but it's a specific group of about five years of people who had the last of the pre-internet era And in the beginning of the internet era, when they were coming of age, right? So we were the last generation to experience the world, you know, pre-domination of the internet. But we did have the internet, you know, we had technology and stuff when we were teenagers. But it wasn't all conquering like it is now. So you either grew up and didn't have it, or you grew up and it was always there. We were the only ones that had both worlds, right? I can't imagine what the kids, you know, like think back to when, if you're older, so if you're like mid to late 30s and older, think back to like growing up, you know, going to parties and shit, getting high with your friends when you are a teenager, drinking too much, doing embarrassing things at parties. We've all done it. Imagine the pressure that's on kids now because, you know, if you get too drunk and fall down with your pants around your ankles or something, you'll end up on YouTube. No question about it. Like, you can't just do shit anymore and get away with it now. You know, if you get drunk and fall asleep and, you know, your friend draws a face on you, like with a a magic marker or something, that was a one-night thing. It was only the people at the party who knew that. And they can tell the story, but everyone's like, yeah, whatever. But now your picture will be taken and it will be spread around the, the entire school. And laughed at constantly. It's so much worse for the kids. They cannot relax anymore. So I feel sorry for them. And a lot of this is the camera phone shit. Because as soon as anything happens now, out comes the camera phone. So they're walking around on eggshells. They can't, you know, get loose at a party. They can't have real genuine fun. Because when you're growing up, real genuine fun sometimes involves losing all control. Like just letting go, just being free. And that's how you learn a lot of the times, you know, the extent to which you let freedom go, right? By making mistakes. You make mistakes when you're growing up and that's how you learn how not to make mistakes. The kids now are not allowed to do that freely. If they make a mistake, you know, In many cases, their life is ruined. And we didn't have to put up with that shit. We were free to make mistakes. We were free to fail. We were free to fuck up. The kids now, no. Fuck up once, next thing you know, you're going viral on fucking Twitter or Instagram. It's It's a completely different world. And I don't think we give them enough credit for that. You know, we like to criticise the younger generation for a whole bunch of things and a lot of those criticisms might be apt. But let's be honest here, they're dealing with a whole bunch of shit that none of us had to deal with growing up. We arguably had it uh, a much more carefree existence growing up. Like, their whole life now is documented from the age of like 10. If their parents do that shitty thing where they get their kid a Facebook account when they're like five or six years old, They're going to, you know, the embarrassing photos that your parents would show at your 21st birthday or your 18th birthday of you growing up, like embarrassing baby photos with like a shitty diaper and stuff like that. (laughs) And your friends would laugh at you. That's now their life is documented like that forever for everybody to see on the Internet. Facebook pictures, YouTube pictures, right? The lot. It's all out there. It's on there. And parents constantly taking pictures of their kids and uploading them and stuff. You know, you're proud of your kids, I get it, man, but fuck. The family photo album used to be a private thing for the family. Now the family photo album belongs to the internet. Documented from birth. So this whole extra layer of pressure that we never had to deal with is something that the younger generations, it's just part of their life now. And like I said, I don't think we give them enough credit for that. Like, you'd be you'd be um, cautious about upsetting people on the internet too. You'd be cautious about having fun in real life too. If you knew that at any moment, you could become a viral video. So I feel for it. And it's not helped with shit like this. Public servants going above and beyond. Now calling the police... For toy guns and stuff it never ends body cam shows the
2: encounter as you can see from the video i was very f- fearful fearful during the whole um situation the el paso county sheriff's office in colorado said in a statement on facebook we take these situations seriously and we have to respond to circumstances <laughs> such as these as public safety is our number one priority
0: <laughs> thank you for keeping my child safe mr policeman Thank you for keeping me safe. You know, my child was doing the uh, correspondence schoolwork and waving a toy gun around. I'm so glad that grown men with real guns came over to my door. <laughs> that that made the house so much safer.
2: Real policemen with guns knocking on the front door. Thank you for keeping me safe. The school resource officer took the appropriate action appropriate. and was kind and it respectful was throughout the interaction. Good. His goal was to educate the involved parties. Ah,
0: it's about education. Ironically, because we were doing a school lesson fucking... (laughs) We were doing a a class, by the way. Thank God it's all about education. Holy shit. All right, let's move on. (laughs) Thank you for keeping me safe, school man. The next story I have for you, I think is absolutely amazing, wonderful... Hilarious! I laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed when this got shared with me. So I hope you take this in the right way too. Mate, I think a lot of you won't. A lot of you might get really angry at this, but I can't be angry at this next story because it's just the kind of guy I am. And I think it's absolutely fucking wonderful. Have a look at this. (laughs) See, this this is why I love America. Trans Satanist uh, anarchist with her fuck the police slogan wins Republican nomination for New Hampshire County Sheriff after running unopposed, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Democracy at its finest. (laughs) This is wonderful. (laughs) Now, now already there's going to be a lot of you law and order Republicans in the audience. Hear them out. Maybe they've got some good ideas. You never know. Don't judge book by its satanic cover. <laughs> a transgender woman who describes herself as a satanic anarchist has won the Republican Party nomination for sheriff in a New Hampshire county after running on a platform of fuck the police. <laughs> yes. 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 See, the reason why I like this, because this, you know, we have a constant theme on this show, something that I need to repeatedly state for everybody. When people talk about, like, oh, people are waking up, right? Iceman, double four, double three with a diamond. You can't make this shit up, folks. You could make it up, but it'll never be as good as the reality. When people try to tell me, like, oh, everybody's waking up, don't worry, the voters will get wise to this, we're, we've turned the corner... Uh, The West is coming together, like things are changing. My go-to line is, no, 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 you give voters far too much credit. Voters are very, 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 very stupid. (laughs) Voters are exceptionally dumb. Voters are dumb, they're ignorant, they're bored, they're easily distracted, and they have incredibly short memories. That's That's the general description of a voter. They are below goldfish. And this shit like this proves it without doubt. Now, I'm not saying that this is a bad thing that, uh, you know, this person got elected. That's fine. But the fact that this person got elected as the GOP candidate, that's what proves my point. And I love it. Ben K. Veritas with a diamond. Trans anarchist sheriff. What could go wrong? But what's going right, Ben? (laughs) Look around. Look around the police precincts in the Western world. What's going right? What are you trying to protect here? We may as well try something different, my man. (laughs) I mean, you've got police shooting people, people shooting police, riots burning down, you know, uh, overreach of the police, beating protesters or letting people protest and riot. You've got a whole bunch of problems. Why not give the satanic anarchist trans activist a run? Why not give them a go? What could go wrong, you say? What's going right, I say. What's going right? Let's do this. Let's have a fun. let's have a crack. Hey, if it doesn't work out, just vote them out in four weeks from uh, four years from now. <laughs> a transgender woman who describes herself as a satanic anarchist has won the Republican nomination for sheriff in a New Hampshire county after running on a platform of "fuck the police." Uh, she said, "She said, and I quote: I can't imagine they're happy about this." Aria DeMezzo told Inside Sources when asked about the reaction from Republicans, DeMezzo captured the GOP nomination for Cheshire County Sheriff on Tuesday night after she ran unopposed in a party primary. See, this is this is the great middle finger to people, right? This is the big middle finger to the Republicans who are upset about this because there's going to be a whole bunch of GOP people who go, "This is bullshit." Why is this person winning the nomination? Fuck that. And it's like, well, you didn't run, right? Why didn't you run? You mean in the whole county, not one of you could have run for sheriff, but you're upset about the person who did? Fuck you. That's what I think. Am I wrong? Uh, this is bullshit. You can't have a satanic anarchist transgender activist running for the GOP nomination for sheriff. It's like, okay, you do it then. One of, how about not even you? How about one of you do it? Not one Republican in the whole county even bothered to run for sheriff. Oh, but it's this, it's this person's fault that you don't like them. Right, right. Sure it is. You see my point here? People only care when it's too late. It's something we say on this show constantly. People only give a fuck when it's too late to give a fuck. And they blame everybody but themselves when shit doesn't work out the way they want it to. De Mezzo will have even an even more formidable task as she will face off against a four-term incumbent, the Democrat Eli Riviera. Eli Riviera. Amberlina with the diamond. It's ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. The head of the Cheshire County Republican Party, Marilyn Houston, misgendered DeMezzo by referring to her as he when she offered congratulations. Well, this will not stand. He did very well with the primary, and that was wonderful, Houston said. DeMezzo is a member of a, lib- a group of libertarian activists. Woo! <laughs> Get in there. Black shirt libertarians unite. Look, the libertarian movement may have lost its ability to resonate as a viable third-party option, but that doesn't mean that we still don't have the ability to fuck shit up at a troll level unknown to most regular people. We still have that class. We still have that ability. As evidenced here by the satanic anarchist transgender activist running for police chief, running for sheriff, pardon me, on the slogan of fuck the police and winning the nomination. That alone is worth it. (laughs) This is libertarianism in 2020. Libertarianism in 2020 isn't about, um, you know, trying to convince people that the libertarian way is the best way because people are beyond that now. Everybody wants big government. So it's like, well, whatever. The, the purpose now of libertarianism in 2020 is to just point and laugh at big government politics and find loopholes wherever you can to expose it for the fraud that it is to show this to show the system as the big uh, pile of steaming horse shit that it is on every possible opportunity that's all we have now cuz people aren't going to vote for small government anymore thank, thank you for coming, for coming. I'll see, see you in, in here. But they may vote for the trans uh, satanic anarchist activist if given the opportunity. (laughs) Uh, During the recent GOP primary for Governor the group backed Rich Paul who legally changed his name to Nobody. (laughs) Static void. I just drink and watch Ron Paul. See that's the thing. Nobody wanted to listen to Ron Paul. You could have avoided this. Now we've got Aria (laughs) DeMezzo. Satanic trans activist. (laughs) Last year, nobody lost his bid to become mayor of Keene. DeMezzo is also the host of an internet radio show in which she is known as She (laughs) Male. Initially, Free Keen began as an offshoot of the Free State Project of Libertarians, but the Free State Project has since distanced itself from Free Keen. They're a separate group. They're a start-up group. They're a splinter operation from Free State Project. According to Houston, Demezzo ran as a Republican because she was unable to get on the Libertarian Party's ballot. How about that? So, So the satanic anarchist trans activist Libertarian was not able to get on the Libertarian Party ticket. So the same person ran as a Republican and won. <laughs> <laughs> good job, Republican Party. You're so, you're so good at following details. <laughs> she signed up to run as a Republican two days before the deadline after it was learned that Earl Nelson, a longtime GOP candidate, was not running. Oh, dear. Dear, oh dear. They're clearly not on my side, DeMezzo said. In the town of Ringe, Nelson received more than 200 write in votes on Tuesday. Local Republicans on social media expressed their concerns about DeMezzo's gender, religious beliefs, and political positions. People of Ringe did a phenomenal job. Very well done, DeMezzo said. <laughs> Houston denies there was a, co- a coordinated effort to keep Demezo from winning the nomination. Well, obviously. That's easy to deny because Demezzo won. So we have a little bit of Aria Demezzo here. My new favourite candidate for sheriff in the United States. Let's see more. Let's learn about the platform because right now you might be thinking, this is a joke, right? This is clearly a joke. Clearly this person has no right to run for the GOP. I mean, we're the law and order party. We can't have an anarchist, Satanist, trans activist running for the sheriff on a platform of fuck the police. Well, you do. You can and you do. So, so let's let's at least find out a little bit more about Demezo's platform and see if this person actually has something that, you know, we can agree with here. Let's have a look. This is from one year ago, by the way. Hi, I'm Aria Demezo. And I'm- oh, so this is when Aria Demezo was running for council award, for, running for local council. So she's been running in, you know, local elections, it seems, for at least 12 months. And he's now on the ticket to become the sheriff. So this is not like a random instance. This is not like some kind of uh, flare-up. This has been an effort over a long period of time to get to the ballot somehow. So let's have a look.
4: I'm running for councillor for Ward 2.
0: Okay.
4: Now, a lot of people are going to come in here and talk about their campaign promises and all the fancy little visions they have for the city of Keene that they want you to help them make real by voting for them. Yeah. I, I don't care about that. And you, you probably don't.
0: I, I like her already. <laughs> I like her already. You know, a lot of people are going, is that a nice? One? Is a lot of people are going to come in here and make a whole bunch of little promises about their big vision for Keen. I don't care about that. <laughs> well, she's got my vote. You've got my vote, darling.
4: In. Don't either. I'm not going to talk at you about what my Fan-
0: vote Yeah, exactly. Amberlina, fancy little speeches.
4: Curious <laughs> campaign ideas. Oh, right, you can go to eattherichking.com if you're really curious about.
0: <laughs> the website is eattherichking.com.
4: <laughs> that. Instead, I want to talk
0: to you. This is my new favorite political figure.
4: You about fear. Because it's fear that the state uses, that the government uses to manipulate us into getting on board with all kinds of horrific ideologies. It's fear that our neighbour may use their freedom in a way that we don't approve of.
0: Sounds like a sassy Ron Paul, if you ask me. Woodchuck in the chat, that hair, yo. (laughs) The hair is sensational, isn't it?
4: That causes things like the smoking age increase here in Keene which is absolutely ridiculous. This has yes, had one effect. It's caused people 18 to 20 to simply go to Swansea or Marlborough, which deprives businesses in the area of that income.
0: Huh? Huh? This is like stock free market shit here. Don't judge a book by its cover. 18 year olds aren't allowed to smoke in Keene anymore. What the hell is going on? I think I'm a fan of Aria Meza.
4: It's absolutely ridiculous. To think that you can prohibit people from doing things because you don't like those things is completely ineffective. It's what caused the people like Al Capone of the 1920s to become prominent in the first place. (laughs) And it wasn't the FBI. It wasn't the CIA, the NSA or anyone else investigating these people that caused them to finally go away. What caused people like Al Capone to go away and things like Budweiser, Smirnoff, and all of these other alcohol companies that operate in broad daylight to become prominent and successful was repealing prohibition. Hey!
0: This, is, this is good. This is good. I like where this is going.
4: So now we have kids to 18 through 20 who are just going to Swansea or Marlborough or somewhere nearby to buy their cigarettes. It's-
0: I can't believe that there's a county called Marlborough. Marlborough in the States where kids are buying cigarettes. That's perfect. <laughs> that's, that's like drug addicts in Sydney going to the suburb of heroin. It's
4: perfect. It's completely ineffective. And the same thing is true about shrooms, methamphetamine, heroin, marijuana, whatever you want to cite yep. that you don't want people doing, yep. people are gonna do it whether you like it or not.
0: I, I agree. This is going to this is going to upset some people. I've always thought this, legalize all of them. All of them. <laughs> you know why? Because um if you know, if somebody's going to take that much heroin that they're going to die in an alley somewhere, okay. That's your call. <laughs> angry mango, go fuck yourself, you filthy Aussie queer. <laughs> Thank you angry mango. I love you too. Just legalize all of it. Legalize every single drug. I even in sports. I want performance enhancing drugs in sport. Don't you want to see somebody run the one hundred meters dash in like three seconds? I know I do. I want twelve foot supermen playing football, and you know if it kills them by the time that they're forty because they're taking all of these performance enhancing drugs, so be it. At least I was entertained. It's their choice. So legalise all of it. And if you're going to, you know, stick a needle in your arm and it ends badly for you, okay, too bad. That was your call. One step too far. Boogie preaching the word of God right now. (laughs) Well, if it's my body, my choice, right? My body, my choice. I don't want uh, the government. See, a lot of people are anti-vax, right? Okay. Okay. I don't want the government forcing needles into people's arms, but I also don't want the government stopping people from forcing needles into their arms. You see what I'm, you see what I'm uh, my point here? If you want to OD in a back alley somewhere covered in your own vomit and shit, that's your decide. It's not my call. If that's what you want for your life, then so be it. It's not on the rest of us to keep you alive when you are so committed to, to dying. It's not our job. You keep yourself alive. And if you're going to take drugs and take too much, then that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. If anything, it will thin out the dickheads. It's called natural selection. You know, if we're so committed to the idea of evolution and the only the strong should survive, why are we investing all of this money and effort to keep uh, the not-so-strong from killing themselves? Isn't that the whole point of evolution? And if that's what they want for their life, then so be it. So be it. So legalise all of it.
4: The only thing you're going to do is increase the cost to society, to to ordinary people, to punish those people for doing things that you don't approve of. Now, legalising heroin...
0: (laughs) Marcus Flembrain in the chat, that's a fantastic point. I never even thought of that. Damn right, legalized performance enhancing drugs. I want to see someone explode from a tackle. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Just just hit them at full speed and their head pops off, like right off their shoulders, <laughs> straight over the stadium.
4: It is a bit of a <coughs> problem for people. Um, I've never done heroin. I've-,
0: I've never done heroin. One step too far with the diamond. Oops, I meant the word of Darwin. It can be both. We can do both. No
4: interest in doing heroin, but it's not because it's illegal that I don't do it. It's not because it's illegal that you don't do heroin. It's because it's a bad idea.
0: There you go. Give people enough respect to decide for themselves whether they want to die in an alleyway with a needle in their arm. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, And just following up, after winning the nomination, the hatred continued for our new favorite political candidate here Satan- uh, Satanist anarchist Aria Demezo who won GOP sheriff nom has car vandalized with quote penis and fag but can't call the cops don't worry she'll be running the police soon hopefully <laughs> <laughs> A self-styled trans-satanic anarchist who secured the Republican nomination in the sheriff's race in New Hampshire has had her car vandalized with the words penis and fag. Very highbrow argument there from the people who are against the anarchist libertarian. (laughs) (laughs) So the anarchist libertarian runs unopposed for the sheriff nomination for the Republican Party uh, for the local county sheriff. Nobody was even thinking about the SH- uh, the GOP nomination before this person ran, and now, t- in response to that, some drooling knuckle dragging rock ape has gone up to get fag. <laughs> you fag, one step too far, of the diamond. Quit showing me rational dick tuckers. <laughs> Am I ruining the illusion for you? <laughs> so that's the response. That's the knuckle dragging response is going up and vandalising someone's ride. Like a peasant, like a piece of shit. Amberlina with the diamond. I'm calling it now. She did that to her car. Well, that's entirely possible. She could have had a Laura Loomer moment. You never know. It does get you clicks. We call it the Loomer equation. Slash your own tyres. Get famous on Twitter. (laughs) Everybody could learn something from Laura Loomer. Laura Loomer won her nomination for uh, for the Congress as well. <laughs> <laughs> seems to be seems to be the recipe. Slash your own tires, vandalize your own property, you'll get votes. It's the way it works. Aria Demezzo, a libertarian, says she can't phone the cops about the incident due to her "fuck the police" slogan but he's determined to find out who uh, trashed her red Mitsubishi convertible, Uh, not the Mitsubishi, and take legal action. Demezzo has shared a photograph of her car, which was vandalized on Saturday night amid a backlash, showing a gray spray spray paint along one side with a giant penis and the word fag. (laughs) Yep, that's about the level you get. As somebody who's been streaming for, what, three or four years now. That's about right. Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy with a Diamond. Thank you so much. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? What I've discovered after doing this for about three or four years is you can construct a logically sound argument that will make Aristotle blush with embarrassment. And you can pour your heart and soul into discussing, uh, you know, the tyranny of the state, the folly of big government. Uh, why freedom is so important. Why basic individual rights need to be protected and and you know respected and fought for. And you can you can really care about this stuff. And you think that you're getting somewhere, but then all that happens is somebody will come in the chat and go, "You're a fag," <laughs> and it's like, "Well, why am I wasting my time with you?" <laughs> and now Aria Demezo is is learning that as well. By doing this move and, you know, pointing out the apathy of the average voter, the average voter who blames the people in power when they themselves can't even be bothered running for local sheriff in their own county. Exposing that apathy gets somebody to call you a penis fag. (laughs) Penis fag! That's it. That's the level you're dealing with here. In an exclusive interview with The Sun, Demezzo, who works at a local pizza place, so it's, it's making pizza as well, fucking run for president. Aria Demezzo for president. The pizza making penis fag. <laughs> Why not? We don't take risks anymore. Uh, realized it occurred when I worked. It was Sunday morning that I realised it apparently occurred when I was at work on Saturday night because I was parked on the side of the street, so I don't have security footage. I'm not involving insurance, and the reason for that is I would have to involve the police in order to file it, and for obvious reasons, I'm running for sheriff with the campaign of fuck the police. Looking good there, by the way, (laughs) Aria. If someone was to attack me and beat me on the streets, then sure, it's time to involve the police. But this is property damage. It's a case of identifying who did it and suing them for damage. She explained my first reaction was laughter because that's generally how I react to most things. Me too, Aria. Me too. But as time went on and, you know, I dealt with it, mostly sadness. I loved that car. I just got it. Every week I've been upgrading this component, that component, adding exterior LEDs, interior LEDs, a dash cam, radar detectors. Sounds like a BMW. Um radar detectors, they got me where it was going to hurt me the most and I don't know whether it was politically motivated or not but as a candidate my address is available to the public Justice for Aria Demezzo as far as I'm concerned, the Satanist activist, our new favourite political candidate here on the Daily Boogie ladies and gentlemen running for sheriff in the county of Cheshire in New Hampshire talking about the tyranny of the state The folly of prohibition and getting called a penis fag in response. So, with that, we're going to take a quick five minute break. We'll be back with so much more on this Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie. Stick with us.
2: Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about
1: my show, the Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time,
0: along with good conversations and. Laughing at funny and
2: weird shit, we find the internet. We also have the hat cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great
5: friend of mine, who has enjoyed my hats lately. My, I,
1: I hope your next hat is a bullet. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What are you fucking Asian dick crazy? <laughs> you.
0: <laughs> why do you, why do you have to ruin my evening. Like I was just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my buds do their show, and you,
1: you gotta, you just gotta do this, <laughs> just, just do this the hat. <laughs> So you're not enjoying it? No, <laughs> dude,
0: uh, Asian uh, Dick secretly enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in, <laughs> in Argentina. But it's now working. I hate you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hate you. Oh, come on. You secretly love it.
6: <laughs> no, no. I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: As you can tell I, I seem to have a problem with commitment to one type of platform. I, I think doctors refer to that as uh, ADD. Uh, but anyways, if you want to follow any of those shows, you want to catch me live every single day of the week, you can follow me at Real Person Politics. That's Real Person PLTCS. Aloha. I wish
5: I could. I know there ain't no rest for the wicked. Until we close our eyes for good.
1: Enjoying my good self, UK Neil, over at DLive for the Great Awakening Show. That's over on DLive at DLive.tv/UK Neil. Get yourself out of that matrix and get over to the Great Awakening.
4: This Justin. The global
6: officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More Some right Sometimes this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake your coal around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie Come on, everybody, boogie, pop it
0: tonight. No one's going to tell me how I'm going to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie boogie tonight. No one's going to tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bopper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for sticking with us on this Monday night edition, this delayed Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Like I said, we've got so much ground to cover tonight, and I'm going to try to get through as much of it as possible. Uh, So the next thing I have for you is a little update. Things are continuing to heat up in the great southern capital of Melbourne in Australia, ladies and gentlemen, in the People's Democratic Republic of Victoria. Another weekend, another clash with police. Let's go right to it, shall we? This has been sent to me by a number of people. So what you have here, what you're about to see, and if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see uh, this is a relatively well-known market in Melbourne like a fresh food market where like local growers and local farmers and stuff bring the, you know their you know their food their fresh food their vegetables and their fruit and shit and sell it on the street <clears throat> and apparently this is now a life-threatening situation <laughs> which causes the riot police the horse police which is always fun to come and show up to disperse the crowd mainly made up of immigrant mothers buying stuff for, you know, their goat leg curries and shit like that. Um, I remember the weekend in my city of Sydney, which is under a totally different set of conditions, fair enough, but when full lockdown was announced in my city, uh, that weekend I went to my local, uh, you know, fresh food market, which has meat and vegetables and fruit stuff, which is one of my favourite you know, sort of traditions every single weekend, getting up early, getting there when the store opens, when everything is full and ready to go. I'm like, ah, and no one's in there and then I can buy what I'm going to be using to cook for that weekend. And I remember when lockdown was announced because I live in a pretty high immigrant area, a lot of Mediterranean's, uh, Middle Easterners and stuff like that. So I went down to the, it's a quite a famous fruit market in my part of the world uh, fresh food market. I went down there and the place was fucking packed. People were lining up out the door and I was just like, ah, this is great. I love where I'm from because <laughs> everybody was, like, every like we got told, I was like, it's too dangerous to go out shopping. Don't congregate in big groups, blah, blah, blah. And all of like the little old lady immigrants were like, I don't give a fuck. I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Listen, I need my fucking leg, you fuck. I was like, ah, this is, this is perfect. <laughs> so I'm quite used to that kind of thing. But down in Melbourne, they're cracking, they're cracking down. It's a crackdown. We've got to crack down on the little immigrant old ladies who are buying fruit and vegetables for their families because this is apparently killing everybody else. So let's have a look. Shut this farmers market down now. Let's have a look. Sorry, mate. Have a look at them. Is this what you signed out
6: to be a police? Officer?
0: I think that there's an opportunity missed here. I mean, have a look at this. Look at the centre of the screen here. That is a whole pallet's worth of tomatoes and not one single tomato is being thrown. Like, how could you resist the urge, man? (laughs) Like, a tomato is not going to hurt anybody. It will inconvenience somebody. It'll be like, ah, fuck, this guy just threw a tomato at me. It's not going to give you any permanent damage, you know what I mean? But it's just messy, and that's about it. So all of these people are standing in front of, like, literally hundreds of thousands of tomatoes. Imagine imagine the self-restraint that these apparently dangerous people have. They're so dangerous, they're so committed to risking everybody's health and risking everyone's well-being. They have an, a heavenly pile of tomatoes sitting in front of them and not one of them is thrown in the direction of the police. Give yourselves a round of applause. Oh, my God, you dangerous COVID deniers didn't even throw one tomato. How dare you be out here trying to make a living?
6: Freedom! 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 Freedom!
0: freedom. freedom. freedom! The upside to all of this over-policing and overreach, and dare I say, jackboot behavior, is that it's turning everybody into, you know, an Italian version of William Wallace. And I think that's only a good thing. We must be so close to blue face paint by now. I'm very much looking forward to that day. Freedom, 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 freedom. They can take our Tomatos, but they'll never take our Freedom!
6: Here
0: they come! This is the part when the riot police holding batons and shields start pushing back on, as you can see, a lot of like sort of middle aged women and stuff like that mixed in with some younger people as well. Oh, yes. Nobody's safe, ladies and gentlemen. You know, we have to push the little old ladies to the ground when they're buying their groceries to protect you. Yeah. Thank you for keeping me safe, policeman. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me safe from the little old ladies buying oranges. Oh, this is great. Here's a mission isn't this wonderful footage here well done well done officer protect and serve clearing out the growers market because these people voluntarily heading down there to sell vegetables to people who want to buy vegetables is obviously putting people's lives at risk yeah and out they come we've got it we've got ourselves a troublemaker boys thank you constable care no mercy for grandma exactly so there's there's more why don't we see how the corporate media reported on this because i'm sure as we've covered on this show previously i'm sure this is going to be very fair very balanced very even handed here <laughs> I haven't even watched this yet. I'm sure it's going to be fine. Let's have a look.
1: There's been mayhem in
4: Melbourne with demonstrators going head-to-head with police for mayhem. a second consecutive weekend, oh. demanding an end to the lockdown. Live now to our team of reporters. First to Nathan team Templeton, who's at the Queen Victoria markets in Melbourne. Nathan, protesters are vowing to rally again.
1: Yes, Nat, these activists say they'll do it all again next weekend, despite that show of force oh. from riot police who arrested oh, 74 no. people yesterday.
0: 74 people arrested. By comparison, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the BLM riots, well, riots, pardon me. The BLM peaceful protests that took place uh about a month earlier. If I'm not mistaken, I think maybe 4 people were arrested. 4. Iceman4433 with a diamond. Ladies are armed with purses. Send in the riot cops. Well, you can't be too careful, Russ. You can't be too careful. Are you packing a banana in that purse, young lady? Take her down. Headshots only. (laughs) You can't be too careful these days. You never know what sort of menace you're going to be dealing with. 74 people, yeah. So I think at the BLM protest a month early, I think, and I could be wrong, but for some reason, the number four is sticking in my brain. So it might be, I think four people were arrested. Remember, 10,000 people all gathered in the streets, marching, breaking the very same lockdown laws that these people are are protesting against by buying a bag of onions on a Saturday. How dare they? Breaking the rules by buying a bag of tomatoes. (laughs)
1: Chaos
0: of the quick. Uh, Steph with the diamond. You're not going to file for the banana in the tailpipe.
1: <laughs> in Vic Market.
0: Look at him. Look at him. Huh? Send in the horse cops. This is all necessary.
6: This is so scary.
0: Yep.
1: Sunday shoppers caught up in the middle of mayhem. We were scared because we didn't know what was going on, or we didn't know what to do. Riot police moved in on protesters.
0: I tell you what you do: you get the heller. You do not spend a moment in, uh, you know, in the outside world. That's what you do. You run home immediately, and you lock the door behind you, and you stay there. And then you congratulate yourself for following the rules. That's what a responsible person does. <laughs> That's that's what a responsible person does in the free world. Put themselves under house arrest. Oh, you want tomatoes? What? I guess you want everybody to die then, don't you? Hmm? Yep. So you thought it would be safe to head down to the market and purchase a punnet of strawberries. Well, I've got news for you. Thanks to you, an old lady is now dead. How do you like that? We should lock them all up for murder. We really should. I mean, it's only fair.
1: Arresting anyone who refused to give their name and address. And...
0: Arresting anyone who refused to give their name and address. Thank you for keeping me safe, policeman. <clears throat> yep. In other words, papers, please. <clears throat> Show me your papers. It gets better. arresting anybody who refused to give their name
1: and address and... Police moved in on protesters, arresting anyone who refused to give their name and address and a valid reason to be out.
0: And a valid reason to be out. You now need to explain. See, we've covered this on the show before. Just say, like, some kind of crime takes place, right? Just say there's a bank robbery or a murder or something. And a witness IDs you in the area of this crime. I think it's perfectly reasonable for the police to come around and, you know, ask you a few questions. Like, hey, what was your reason for being across the road from the bank during the bank robbery? Right? That's a fair question to ask. Like, hey, I understand. Somebody robbed the bank and I was outside the bank. I get it, man. So, actually, my reason for being at the bank was I was making this transaction. I was, you know, paying this bill, whatever. I wasn't even going to the bank. I was going to the pie shop next door. Whatever it is, that's a fair, fair thing to say. But when people are at a market, not breaking, and when no crime is taking place, because remember, these are we are not dealing with crimes now. We're dealing with health guidelines. So you know, an innocent person at the market buying a, you know, some tomatoes or fucking strawberries or bananas or onions or whatever it is they're buying. A cop comes up with a shield and a baton and says, give me your name and address. And, you know, the person says, "Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm not doing anything wrong here. I'm just trying to buy food. What's your reason for being here? I'm at a fucking market. I'm at a growers market. What do you think I'm doing here? What do you think I'm cooking meth? I'm buying tomatoes. That's what I'm doing here. You're under arrest. That's not a valid reason. Because remember now in, in Melbourne, in Victoria, if you travel more than five kilometres from your address, you can be arrested. Did, were you aware of that? That five kilometres is not a, a large distance. So there are now travel restrictions. Like So that's why they need your address. They will look at your address, and if you're more than five kilometres away from your home, they'll put you in jail, believe it or not. You know, like none of this, oh, I, I was just taking a drive in the country. You know, taking a drive helps me think. I, w- I just wanted to clear my head. Sorry, sir, you've got to go to prison.
1: Oh, Dozens were arrested and more than 170 fines issued on the second weekend of so-called freedom walks against the city's strict stage four...
0: And, uh, they they arrest them and then put the mask on them. I love that. ...weekend
1: of so-called freedom walks against the city's strict stage four lockdown. This is just an illusion of power. What? And in a separate confrontation...
6: What the f- are you doing?
1: What the f- are you doing? Oh, yeah.
6: Get off! Get out
1: of the car. Get out, Police drag Natalie Bonner from her car after she repeatedly refused to hand over her license.
0: <coughs> Take it easy. Here the cop? Easy. Easy. Take it easy. Just do what we tell you and everything will go a lot smoother. But I haven't broken any law. I haven't committed a crime. No, it's now a crime to not, (laughs) it's now a crime to not produce your paperwork.
1: I just thought I'm gonna die here. Like this is scary, right? It all started when an officer questioned the 29 year old about the phone holder on her windscreen. Oh. It wasn't like a, you know, a stubborn, like I'm not gonna hand over my license. It was more just like, I just
2: didn't want to deal with him. It came across as very stubborn in the video.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, the corporate media, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't they gone full flash? So remember last week when we played the video of the cops like tackling people to the ground, punching them in the face, right? And the 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 reporter was out there going, "Don't you think that you should just resist? Uh stop resisting. Why are you being so rude to the police?" Remember that? Now, again, it's, it's, you have to mention, if we're talking about a BLM protest here, the coverage is completely 180 degrees in the opposite direction. They'd be saying police brutality. How dare you treat a young woman like this? It's not fair. But now you have the journalist, the, pe- the person doing the interview is calling her stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And, and these are the journalists, these are the media outlets that are like, we've got your back. <laughs> we've got your back. We speak truth to power. We've got your back, citizen. We're on your side. Well, it came across as stubborn. You look like a bit of a stubborn bitch in the video, if you ask me. What do you have to say about that?
6: <laughs>
0: Jesus, man. <laughs> <Police>. <laughs> Perfect response. Perfect response. So, the journalist who's asking, she's been kind enough to give an interview like on her doorstep. She's drinking a fucking cup of morning coffee, right? So, I guarantee you, this journalist was probably banging down her door for half an hour bang, 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 wouldn't shut up, wouldn't fuck off. And she's thought, you know what? I'll just go out there and give them a couple of lines so they'll leave us the fuck alone. You know what I mean? Because I'm, you know, they'll probably out her doorstep at seven o'clock in the morning because they try to get you when you're not prepared, right? So it'll be like seven in the morning, the earliest legal time that somebody who can harass you on your own doorstep. Bang, 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 bang. We just want, we just want a couple of comments. If you come out, and make a comment. We just want a comment for the news, and then we'll go. Like they kind of like uh, they strong arm you, right? It's like a standover tactic. Just give us what we want, and we'll leave you alone. Just, no different to the mafia, except maybe they don't kill you at the end of it. That's the only difference. So they've probably harassed her on her doorstep. Bang, bang, bang. She's come out and she's nice enough to give them a couple of comments. She's nice enough to answer a couple of questions. And then the person asking the question uh, questions goes ahead and calls her stubborn. <laughs> well, you looked stubborn in the video. <laughs> the only response you can give, she just kind of smiles like, are you fucking kidding me? And takes a sip of coffee and doesn't say anything. Perfect response
1: screen. It wasn't like a you know a stubborn like I'm not going to hand over my license. It was more just like I just didn't want to deal with him. It came across as very stubborn in the video.
0: (laughs) There's a a little moment there where she just kind of smiles to herself like you look at that that. like you bitch. (laughs) That's the look of a woman saying, oh, God, I can't believe these people. (laughs) That's the look of, fuck you, you cow. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect response, young lady. Let's carry on.
1: Police have defended their actions, with Ms Bonner expected to be charged with a number of offences, including resisting arrest and driving with
5: obscured vision. Now, Natalie probably didn't think through what she was doing, because the reality is the law is crystal clear. Is it? If a police officer asks you your name and your address when you're driving a car, you have to comply. You have to comply.
0: Aloha, snack bar with the diamond. Hey,
1: USA, hey, it'll never happen here.
0: That's the law. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: And the use of force by Victoria Police is again under the mic.
0: Yeah, kick him in the face. He deserves it. He's breaching the COVID rules.
1: Huh?
0: (laughs) They just snuck that video in, didn't they? They just snuck that one in. Have a look again. Your name and your address.
5: When you're driving a car, you have to comply. That's-
0: I feel like the uh, video of the police kicking the guy in the face when he's on the ground probably deserves more than just like a five-second snippet during the during a different story, don't you? It's the law. <laughs> Are
1: you f- and the use of force. Oh. Oh.
0: It's actually worse than getting kicked in the face. It kind of looked like they stomped on the back of his head, like they kicked his head down into the into the pavement, kind of thing. I mean, he's already face down on the ground. So, so thank you for keeping me safe, police officer. Thank you for keeping me safe. You know, if you didn't kick this guy's face into the ground, somebody might have got coronavirus. <laughs> Somebody would have been allowed to go to the growers market if you didn't do this. Thank you so much. I If if only he wasn't a white guy. If only. Then maybe we could have had some kind of protest without people getting arrested over. Brett Harris in the chat. They ran over him first. Oh, is this the same guy? I did see that clip. So, yeah, so they drove into him and knocked him to the ground first, and then they jumped out and kicked him in the back of the head.
1: Force by Victoria Police is again under the microscope after this video emerged of an officer appearing to kick a man in the head. Oh, what appearing? Appearing to kick a guy in the head?
0: <laughs> but no, well, no. What you see there, uh, our officers acted entirely appropriately. What you see there is an optical illusion. Uh, it's quite common when with use of these uh, illegal camera phones. We urge, we urge all citizens, uh, if they observe something that they think is, uh, you know, outside the bounds of legality, by any one of our constables, uh, to not record it, because these camera phones have been known in the past to mistakenly depict things that don't actually happen. Uh, it's a fault. We understand there's a fault with the apples and the androids where. Uh, it doesn't doesn't quite pick up the dark blue of our uniforms properly. So, uh, you know, the colours can kind of mesh. And what looks like a kick to the back of the head was actually in reality. Uh, we leant down and helped the guy up and, uh, you know, cleaned off his clothes and gave him a cup of coffee. That's what actually happened. So it looks like we kicked him in the back of the head. But what the video doesn't depict is how we, uh, you know... Put the guy, you know, gave the guy a shower, gave him a shave, looked after him, gave him a hot meal. It, it doesn't show any of that. It's it's some kind of uh, glitch on the phone. That's what takes place.
1: Ked during an arrest at Epping. And in an interesting development, Premier Daniel Andrews has confirmed he will appear at the hotel quarantine inquiry next oh, Wednesday. Will that is going to be fascinating to watch, Matt.
4: Yes, won't it? Okay, let's go to Nathan Curry, who's also in Melbourne. There's some good news for struggling business.
5: Nathan Curry in a hurry. Now the Premier has announced $3 billion to help them out and how? Ha ha ha, these, these motherfuckers.
0: One more time. That was very quick. You have to listen again. Oh, these pieces of shit. This is Politics 101. And if you've been listening to this show for any length of time, you'll know that this is something that we've hit on time after time after fucking time. It is predictable. It is metronomic. Have a listen to this.
4: Is also in Melbourne. There's some good news for struggling businesses. Good news,
5: huh? Now, the Premier has announced three billion dollars to help them out and
0: <laughs> so the, the the guy who has closed the businesses down. Right? The guy who has closed the businesses down, who has forced the businesses to close, listen to this fucking reporting. Jesus Christ. The guy who has closed who has boarded up the shop windows now gets to be the good guy. Oh, the premier has announced 3 billion dollars for struggling businesses. Good news, guys. I'm going to save you. Right? Saving you from the problem they themselves have created. They shut the business down, they send people broke and then they come swooping in like the fucking hero on the white steed and say, don't worry, good, I've got your back. We've got, I've got this. I'll take care of you. When if you had have just let people leave them alone, if you had have just let them run their business, you wouldn't have to give them $3 billion of tax money and think that you deserve a round of applause for it. Oh, thank you. Anyone who tries to tell you that politicians aren't loving this is either naive or a fucking liar. They live for this stuff. They want to be able to make the announcements. They want to save people. They want to say that they're protecting people and they're saving you and they're giving you stuff because, hey, I'm the good guy here. Vote for me. I make all of this happen. I've got your back. I'm your friend, right? I'm from the government and I'm here to help. So they send everybody to the wall financially and then come swooping in and say, Hey, don't worry. I'm going to give you some money. Thank you. Where's my thank? I think you should be thanking me. Get down on your knees and fucking beg me for the money. <laughs> Fuck, unbelievable. And voters are stupid. We will fall for it. Time after time after time after time after fucking time over and over again. The same routine. Thank you for keeping me safe and thank you for the free money. <laughs> Create the problem and then propose that you are the solution to the problem you created.
5: How it's going to work is small to medium businesses will yeah. be able to apply for cash grants of 10000 and $20,000. The oh, payroll well. tax has also been deferred for a full financial year.
0: Deferred, deferred. The payroll tax is deferred. That means you still have to pay it. You'll just have to pay twice as much in 2021.
5: Thank you. Thank you for the help. The landfill and congestion levies have been put off as well. There's a few little wins with some restrictions ending as well. A
0: few little wins. What did I tell you would happen on this show two months ago? Three months ago, four months ago. I said, they, after the, the initial lockdown, what they're going to do is they're going to give you a little bit of freedom back. They're going to start, you know, drip feeding you little freedoms, right? And then they'll rip them away again. And they'll give you a little bit of freedom, just enough freedom to hang yourself. And then they'll yank on that rope. So we had the first lockdown and then they said, okay, we've got this beat. Everybody, you can semi go back to normal, right? So people started going out again, and what did they do? They blamed freedom for the second wave of the virus, exactly like they, we said they would. The virus isn't the problem anymore. People thinking they have the freedom to go to growers' markets. That's the problem. And we're now at a stage where they will blame people who are going shopping for vegetables for the coronavirus. It's your fault now the coronavirus exists. It's your fault everybody's in lockdown. Not the people actually making the fucking guidelines. Not the people ordering the police out there with riot gear. It's not their fault. They're they're protecting you. They're giving you money. They're keeping you safe. They're doing everything they can. You're the guy that's ruining it for everyone. You, the little old lady buying tomatoes on a Saturday morning at the markets. You're the problem here. We here in the government, we just announced a rescue package. We've got a rescue package. we're protecting people. we're keeping people safe. don't you get it? We're your friend. We love you. Makes you sick.
5: Overnight the curfew has been pushed back by an oh. hour to uh, what extra one hour on your curfew. Thank you so much, Mr. Government.
0: You know, we used to have to be inside at 8pm, now we have to be inside by 9pm. Thank you, Mr Government. You're giving us all this money and you're so generous letting us go outside for an hour.
5: 9pm, we're now allowed to exercise outside. You're allowed two hours of exercise (laughs) per day!
0: (laughs) (coughs) You know what that is? Because, again, the people in Melbourne have been dealing with, they've been... Allotted one hour of yard time, like they are in a literal fucking prison. That's what people in solitary confinement get, is one hour of yard time, supervised, of course. One hour of yard time per day. And don't worry, you're being supervised. The literal Australian military is patrolling the streets in Melbourne, making sure that people don't travel too far, making sure that people aren't outside for too long... (laughs) Brett Harris, I was so happy the supermarket was open an hour later. You earned it. You earned it, Melburnians. You've been so good at following the rules. Here, have another hour on your freedom time. Thank you, Mr. Gatherman. Now, isn't isn't Aria Demezzo looking so much better? Isn't Aria Demezzo, look, you see my point here? Let's hear a real candidate that we don't approve of that causes things
4: like the smoking age increase here in Keene, which is absolutely ridiculous. This has had one effect. It's caused people 18 to 20 to simply go to Swansea or Marlboro, which deprives businesses in the area of that income. It's absolutely- Don't worry, we'll give them $3 billion. Ridiculous. To think that you can prohibit people from doing things because you don't like those things Is completely ineffective. It's what caused the people like Al Capone of the 1920s to become prominent in the first place.
0: (laughs) Ario de Mezzo, ladies and gentlemen. Well, let's get back. We've just been given an extra hour of yard time. The playgrounds are open. Yay! This is getting better. But For two hours a day, playgrounds have (laughs) reopened. Exactly. Uh, Mr House New Vegas in the chat. The trans Satanist is the rational one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 2020 is off its tits, isn't it? God, I love 2020. This morning, and anyone that lives by themselves. If you're a single person living in Melbourne, you're allowed to pre-nominate a visitor to come and see you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Wow. You'll have to you'll have to apply for a license to get a blowjob at some point. I'm I'm fucking damn certain of it. If you're a single person, put in a request with the government if you want to get fu- if you want to have a fuck. <laughs> if you want to have sex, if you want to get laid, ask the government first. I would like to nominate Sally to come and visit me on Saturday night. It's going to be very difficult for those player guys, right? The guys who want to have a different chick every night because which one do you choose? Oh, no. (laughs) I can only have one nominated booty call. (laughs) Holy shit. Hey, maybe I'm looking at this all wrong. Maybe this government is actually like trad. It's a trad Catholic government and they're trying to promote monogamy by saying that you can only, if you're a single, you can only have one sexual partner now for the rest of your life. (laughs) You you may as well get married. You're not allowed outside. You can't do anything else. You may as well just fucking have a bunch of kids. Hey, there we go. Next thing you know, we're back to a traditional 1950s style Australia. Yay! Maybe I'm looking at this all wrong.
5: (laughs) Is allowed to have one other person
0: over. so nominated visitor.
5: Plenty of good news, but what business...
0: Government-improved coitus.
5: It is a saying is what would really help them is if they're able to reopen before October 26th. Yeah, no,
0: <laughs> that, won't be, that won't be happening.
4: Samantha Brett is in Sydney, Sam. The New
2: South Wales Premier has ramped up the war of words with her Queensland counterpart. <clears throat> she certainly has, Now, Good morning. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian has called the Queensland border closures unnecessary. She says that it has been really distressing for both sides, not only economically, but also...
0: OK, that's enough. So there you have it. State state mandated coitus, ladies and gentlemen. Holy cow. All right. <clears throat> uh, there's so much more to get through. Lucky, lucky we've got two other shows this week because I've got plenty in reserve. Don't worry. Let's do this one. And this might be it for tonight. Because I saw this flash up. Because we're very interested in fixing the racisms right now. We're going to zip over to Britain. The great nation of the United Kingdom, the collection of nations, the kingdom, the empire, the fatherland, the motherland, ladies and gentlemen. So let's see what's going on in the UK. Diversity will star in a one-off Britain's Got Talent Christmas special. Now, you'd, you'd, you can be forgiven for being confused what that headline means because apparently diversity doesn't just mean non-white people now. Apparently there is a music group called diversity. I had no idea. But that is like full-blown obvious marketing. That's super liminal marketing. You know, we're not a group that promotes diversity. We are diversity. (laughs) So already I was intrigued. And I thought, well, it must be good. (laughs) So we're going to have a look at this. Diversity will star in a one-off Britain's Got Talent Christmas special after their BLM routine, their Black Lives Matter routine, has racked up 21,500 complaints. Merry Christmas, everybody. Let's talk about police brutality and racism. (laughs) That's amazing. Wait. So So they did a Black Lives Matter routine about police brutality and racism and got a Christmas special? Remember when comedians used to get Christmas specials? Aloha snack bar with a diamond. 2020 is lit like a wet ass pussy. I couldn't agree more. I'm having the time of my life. <laughs> I see here I was, here I was. I'm still living in pre-2020 world. In my underdeveloped, unevolved pre-2020 brain, I was thinking that Christmas was a time of giving, obviously, love, um, you know, happiness, coming together. No, we're changing all that in 2020. In 2020 we're doing Christmas specials about Black Lives Matter <laughs> Black Lives Matter protests and racism. <laughs> Merry Christmas everyone. Merry Christmas you racist pricks. Isn't it wonderful? Diversity is set to star in a one-off Britain's Got Talent. They're making a special show just for them. Diversity is set to star in a one-off Britain's Got Talent Christmas special after complaints about their Black Lives Matter-inspired performance on the show last weekend soared to a record 21,673. The amazing thing is you can get five complaints about uh, somebody saying, like, the N-word on television, and that will be enough to get the show banned off the internet for life. But you can get 21,000 complaints about people doing a pro-BLM routine, and that's enough to get them a Christmas special. Yep. It's beautiful, isn't it? (laughs) Isn't this exactly what we want? (laughs) Now the Sun has claimed the dance group, who won the show back in 2009, will front a BGT Christmas special, that's uh, Britain's Got Talent, which will see some of the show's most successful acts return and join forces with one another to impress the audience. A TV source told the publication that diversity were top of the wish list alongside Susan Boyle and magician Mark Spellman. They said Simon and his team didn't want to simply do another Champions version, so they came up with a twist. The idea is that they will collaborate and create a unique one-off performance for the fans, there was talk about creating supergroups. Oh, please. Yes, a supergroup would be wonderful. <laughs> so I I thought, let's have a look at this routine. Let's have a look at this thing that got so many complaints because I, I, I'm not the kind of mentality. I would never even call up a television station to complain about something on TV because, again, I'm kind of an unevolved moron here. If I see something on TV I don't like, I just pick up the remote and change the channel. Like, it's not very difficult for me. I know it's an easy thing to say. And apparently now in 2020, that that means you're part of the problem if you do that, right? You're supposed to get outraged. Joanne G with a diamond. Wonder what it takes for a TV series. Well, I'll let you be the judge. Let's have a look. Let's have a look at this dance interpretation of the Black Lives Matter movement. I I shit you not. (laughs) I'm not joking. This is this is a this is a dance interpretation of the BLM protests. Let's have a look here.
4: Tell me the one about the marks again. Oh boy! Please, that one's my favourite. I promise, just once more. Okay.
0: This is gonna be good. You can tell it's gonna be good. Hello, Snackbar snack with the diamond. Twenty twenty faggot band. Exactly. I'll tell you the
3: story of how the world was before. It. it was a world of waste and wonder, of poverty and plenty. Back before we understood why hindsight's 2020.
0: <laughs> We're off to a good start, aren't we? There's, uh, obviously, capitalism is the problem here. You can see what's being depicted here. Capitalism, very bad. Must go. Poverty and plenty, waste and wonder.
3: People came up with companies to trade across all lands, but they swelled and got much bigger than we ever could have planned.
0: We- and you are now supporting all of these huge corporations by supporting the lockdown. Congratulations. All of these companies that you purport to hate are all of the ones repeating your message. Like I don't I don't think you're aware of this or not. All of the major corporations. You're repeating what the major corporations say. Hello, is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> Aloha, Snack Bar with the Diamond. 2020, little girls twerking, stunning and brave. Of course it is. <laughs> it's freedom, baby. Sort of. Um. The NF. I don't know if you're aware of this, right? The English because we're in England, let's stick with the English Premier League. The English Premier League is a global corporation, right? The English Football Association. It's huge, it's worth hundreds of billions of dollars. The NFL is a multi, it's an international corporation, huge corporation, billions and, billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars, right? These are the corporations that are doing Black Lives Matter tribute routines they have whole pr departments dedicated to promoting your message that's just two every other major corporation is doing the same thing it's like oh the evil corporation you don't even know what you want (laughs) i thought this is what you wanted
3: We'd always had our wants, but now it got so quick. You could have anything you dreamed of in a day with a click. Families had stopped talking, not to say they never spoke, but the meaning must have melted and the work-life balance broke.
0: But I, I, know, I know this is going to sound really, you know, old-fashioned, but this is not dancing to me. <laughs> this just looks silly. When people do this kind of dancing, I never, I, I don't even call this dancing. This is moving. It's just moving. Dancing for me is like, you know, the foxtrot. <laughs> it's the waltz. It's, the, it's dancers. It's the lindy hop. Have you ever seen people do the fucking lindy hop? That's dancing, right? This is not dancing. They're moving their arms around and doing little somersaults. They're not dancing. They're moving to music. And I know people say, that's what dancing is. This is not dancing. Now I'm going to have to show you some dancing. Because why not? Let's contrast the two. I'll show you some fucking dancing, man. Okay. How about this? This is what I would consider dancing to look like. So here's Diversity, which is winning a Christmas special... For their dance routine. Have a look. But
3: then in 2020, a new virus came our way. The government reacted and told us all to hide away. But while we all were hidden... God, under it's so the bad. Minister, ...people dusted off their instincts and
0: noticed something more sinister. A sinister, sinister prime minister. Oh, yeah. Okay, yep. This isn't predictable and boring and cliched at all. This is wonderful and inspirational and amazing... I don't find this offensive, I just find it like I said, silly and boring and predictable. This, my friends, is dancing.
4: And finalists, give it up for Bella, Bella big band. Enjoy some
0: actual dancing.
6: <laughs>
3: this
0: is how you dance, brother. Looks like dancing to me. That's the kind of dancing I like. What the hell this is? <laughs> what the fuck this is? I've got no idea. I can't call it dancing, though.
3: ...reacted and told
0: us all to it. hide away.
3: Look at but it. But while we all were hidden...
0: Under oh, it's, it's so dramatic and raw and real. ...orders of the Prime Minister. People dusted off their instincts. And
3: noticed <sighs> something more sinister. Another disease. Deep-rooted in our system. Uh, Fear, hate and ignorance. Yeah. racism was the symptom
0: dancing they noticed another disease that was rooted in our system fear ignorance and hate in a mask of racisms <laughs> give that give this group a Christmas special as the world watched on another black life gone. Leaving what we thought we knew in tatters. What we thought we knew. Look, the cop is an, a, literally an old white man. Some clearly didn't. Black lives matter. I can't, I can't Oh, my God. Do you hear it? I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the moment for me when things just go right off the rails. Sorry. This this is a, this is on the same level. Like look at this is corporate sponsored act. This is what corporate sponsored activism looks like. This gay shit here. This is <laughs> this is laughable. This is how the government does activism, ladies and gentlemen. This is how corporations do activism. Oh, we're part of the resistance. We're edgy. This is not edgy. It's not resisting anything. This is predictable and kind of a joke. It's kind of silly. Oh. And look they oh they they're crying and so oh my god corporate sponsored activism ladies and gentlemen enjoy
5: something you learned deep rooted in your brain from the day of your birth i think it's time that we repair all of these bridges we burned and let love out of our hearts onto the cheeks we've turned
0: cuz it's got to have a rap section <laughs> yeah the kids the kids love the anti racism raps big fans of the anti racism mumble raps
5: breadloaf show love, let's get rid of this cursed
0: all these ribbons involved too Nice ribbon routine, bro. Wait
5: for anyone to act, man. You go first. 400 years worse, so let's get rid of this hurt because that's the only way we'll ever see peace on earth.
0: We got the riot police behind them. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Remember, this is this is what they got. This is this got them a Christmas special. This will be wonderful on Christmas Eve, won't it? <laughs> Kids, the Christmas special's about to start. Come on in. You're going to love it. <laughs> it's 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 trying so hard to be powerful that it's laughable. Do you know what I mean? Like... <clears throat> I was never a big Matchbox Twenty fan growing up. I always thought they were kind of cheesy and cliched and average, you know, prog rock. Ugh. So I was never a big Matchbox Twenty fan. But there's a we used to laugh about this every time it came on the TV. The film clip for their song "Push," you know, I wanna push you around. Well, I will. Well, I will. (laughs) Right, that song. And there's a moment in that film clip. It's fucking hilarious. There's a moment in that film clip where the guitarist is playing and he's, like, just so into it. He's kicking the wall. <laughs> it's like, I want to put you over here. It's like, yeah, this is so powerful, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, it's so powerful. I just have to let my, uh, my action, like, the music flows through my body and all of this anger and rage, and I just have to kick this wall in front of me because this song is just, like, fucking so powerful to my core but it's kind of jokey because the song is like really soft cock and, you know, a bit of a put on and he's like kick at the wall in anger and frustration, but it's kind of really soft rock and roll. It's just, it doesn't work. This is trying so hard over the top to be powerful. It's just makes me laugh. There's nothing raw about this at all. This is so overproduced. It can't be powerful when it's so overproduced. It's so fake. It's so pretentious and fake. The lighting effects and the music and the actions and the, the you know the riot cops dressed up behind it. It's just like, oh god, it's it's a jaw breaking, it's a cheekbone shattering cringe. It's nothing powerful about this at all. But they tell you it's powerful. You know, the producers and the writers and the television executives, they're the ones who decide that this is the powerful stuff. No, no, this is powerful. You need to respect it. Now, of course, if somebody on this show... Like, these judges apparently are the people who select, like, the next new wave of musical talent or the next wave of artistic talent. If one judge on this show said, look, this is gay and <laughs> and, and overproduced and not raw and pretentious and kind of silly... Guess what happens to them? Goodbye career. Everyone's coerced. It's like we're living in a time. Everyone has to tell themselves that something is good when it is not. Everyone has to pretend. You're forced to pretend that something's good because if you don't pretend, if you don't go along with it, you're out of a job. You're out of there. Career over. The emperor has no clothes, right? (laughs) Oh, break dancing—that's good. We
6: are diversity.
0: We are diversity. <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> I'm so fucking impressed right now. You're just so freaking fucking talent. You have got so much freaking talent, you do. Ah, the crowd. Woo <laughs> It's fireworks. I mean, look, they're show they're showing they're showing footage on the back, just behind them, I mean. <laughs> I'm not somebody that gets into a lot of like the subliminal uh, messaging and symbolism and stuff, but it's kind of hard to ignore it on this, right? So you've got the right cops standing there. Look at the screen behind them. They're showing uh, burning cities with explosions superimposed on the buildings. <laughs> peaceful protests, though. Mostly peaceful protests, right? Have a look at it. Look at it. Look. There's a burning car in the middle of the street. Yay! The people are cheering it. Did you even notice that? Or did I have to point it out to you? Because now I've pointed it out to you. Like, holy shit. Yeah, look at that. Riot footage. Like it looks it looks like it looks like the downfall of Western civilization on the screen there. It looks like post-apocalyptic war zone, right? The crowd is cheering. Cheering. This is, again, this is promoted by one of the biggest, you know, television networks, all the corporations, the music labels, the sports corporations, the richest people in the world are endorsing this message. Look at it, the burning car in the background. The destruction of civil society. We oh, are
6: diversity.
0: We are diversity. <laughs> that's, that's, weird, strange flex, bro. <laughs> we are diversity and there's a burning city behind them. Um, oh, I don't know, shouldn't we be showing, you know, black people at a picnic or something wholesome? I don't, know. <laughs> don't we want people on board with this? We are diversity and this is our message. Riots and destruction. Oh, okay. Steph with the Diamond Boogs needs an auto-tune. He's got the pipes. No, I'm not doing that auto-tune stuff. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, more explosions. More explosions, please. It's crazy bro. we found love reminder if you refer to the quote-unquote protests as anything other than peaceful you'll be called a conspiracy theorist and a racist in the oh, and now the rainbow yep yes yes from the dist- <clears throat> again <laughs> I don't want to sound too obvious here and I don't want to sound like Too much, do too much boomer talking point stuff. But if you read these kinds of like activist far left publications, they will tell you that the object is to bring down the system so a better system can be created, right? Like that's not going out on a limb or anything. They openly say that is their mission. First, we must bring the current system, the capitalist system, the patriarchy, we need to bring that crashing down. And then from there, we will create utopia, right? We will create a system where everything is equal and equitable and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So again, look at this. You've got the riot police, you've got the explosions, the burning city in the background. And then after the last explosion, the rainbow comes over the screen. It's like the communist manifesto set to music.
3: but in amongst this crazy world we
0: found love within the madness we found love we in found all the, the madness the heroes of the NHS, the of the the NHS. NHS. And when we finally found the killer, they're wearing they're wearing masks <laughs> and we were allowed to go outside it's
3: funny we preferred the world we found to the one we left behind
0: oh, oh we love the new normal <laughs> we love the new normal now When we were allowed to go outside, we found that we preferred the new world than the one we left behind. I don't know. Not sure about that. I'm sorry. Are you talking about the new normal with the the tyranny and the surveillance state and the restrictions on movement and government basically running every business in the country into the ground and the recessions? And you know the death of everything. You know the death of basic human freedom as we knew it before coronavirus. Is that what you're talking about? You love the new normal. Wow.
3: Wow. It's funny. We preferred the world we found to the
0: one we left behind. We preferred the world we found to the one we left behind.
4: to bring the people back together.
0: Why did it take a virus to bring the people back together? Oh, Mate, this is... (laughs) There's so much programming here, I can feel every sinew in my body rejecting it. You know what I mean? And the use of the little kid.
3: Sometimes you have to get sick, my boy
0: before you start feeling better. Oh, my God. We could do a whole show on it. Sometimes you need to get sick, my boy, before we can feel better. What were we just talking about? The idea being that you need to bring the system down before you can create utopia. So a quick refresher. While they're doing their silly little dance routine, which is kind of funny. They're superimposing riots and explosions on the screen behind them. Then after the riots and the explosions comes up the rainbow. And they say, you know, the lyrics to this, it's not even, I don't know, if it's the spoken word that accompanies this piece says, um, you know, after, you know, in all the chaos, we found love and all of the good stuff. And when we were allowed to go outside again, we realised that we liked the new world better than we liked the old world. And then the little kid walks up and says, but how come it took a virus for everybody to come together? And the narrator states, because sometimes you need to get sick before you can get well. (laughs) The far-left activist manifesto set to music. Standing ovations. Standing ovations. And like I said, they now have a Christmas special. So get the kids in front of the television on Christmas Eve so they can learn about uh, the destruction of the old world, how much we love the new lockdown world, and about why they're all racist pigs who are part of the problem instead of the solution. (laughs) With that, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of tonight's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. On this Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie, <clears throat> I'll be back on Wednesday night with another show. Uh, don't forget, I think starting now, you've got Nightwave with everybody's favorite lover of French, with Mersh. Don't forget tomorrow morning, Luis <clears throat> Ropez at ten, JJ Stoner at twelve, uh, the ROTC guys <clears throat> uh, later on in the afternoon. You've also got Winning TV Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, and then I'll be back on Wednesday night. Thank you to everyone who contributed tonight on D Live. Thank you for sharing the show out. I'm opening that chest up for y'all right now. And thank you to everyone who joined us. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to wish me a Merry Christmas, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Bumper. But that's it from me until Wednesday night, hopefully at 6 p.m., I'll see you then. So stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.